everyone, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. We're two friends recap and break down K-dramas. Woo! <laughs> We're here on a sleepy Sunday morning to talk about... Though. Yes, to talk about Mystic Pop-Up Bar. Uh, but first, where can you find us around the internet, Jill? <laughs> uh, you can find us at gmail, uh, okdramapodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can find us on our website, okdramapodcast. Is it I think it's just okdrama.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, also on the Instagrams, mm-hmm. okdramapodcast. It's basically okdrama or okdramapodcast everywhere. We're on Twitter. Yes. Uh huh. That okay one's okdramapod. <laughs> it's some Uh, variation yeah just open the show notes we're around the internet and we'd like to hear from you Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, we have an etsy yes and through that etsy um i mean we're getting into the holidays so if you have a fellow drama lover that may enjoy some pins or stickers you can check that out all of our stuff is i feel pretty decently priced and cheap Mm -hmm. um so you can get something for somebody or something for yourself. Because why not? Mm-hmm. Yes. Treat yourself. Give yes. yourself a little Christmas gift. Definitely. I know I did. <laughs> uh, yes. And we have a Patreon mm-hmm. where uh, you can get our episodes early and get bonus episodes. So, yeah. Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So going into Mystic Pop-Up Bar. I guess first off... How'd you feel about it? I enjoyed it. Um, I felt like there were a lot of similarities between that and Hotel de Luna. Yeah. Um, and also some moments that reminded me of Uncanny Counter. Mm-hmm. The, the spirit spirit invading bodies and such. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or sucking up other spirits. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a little slow in the beginning. In the first episode, I was like, eh. I don't know if I'm gonna love this mm-hmm. but as the episodes progressed I started to enjoy the characters a lot more and be mm-hmm. more invested in them um I think it just took a little minute to really get into the series yeah um yeah I watched this when it was on like weekly mm-hmm. so I think it like kind of helped like um build the suspense between mm-hmm. each thing um which like made me more invested but yeah, this one was like a big hit on Twitter, uh, which was why like so many people were excited <laughs> um, when we decided to do this one. And yeah, I guess we'll get into it um, on Wikipedia. Donate to Wikipedia because um, I'm getting like pop up messages whenever I go. And they're like, people need to donate. <laughs> like, I'm yes. sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Hope the wiki. So. Yes. Uh, Mystic Pop-Up Bar in Korean, it's Sanggapocha, which literally means Twin Tops Bar. Hmm. Um, it is a 2020 South Korean TV series starring Hwang Jong-um, Yuk Sung-jae, and Choi Won-young. Um, it's based on the Daum webtoon Twin Tops Bar by Bae Hae-soo. So yeah, another little webtoon. Yeah. Gig. Lots of those. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah the wikipedia didn't have a lot of information on it Mm because i was like i wonder how well it did it didn't really say so i don't know if it like didn't i think it maybe was just like average i guess Mm -hmm. in korea but people on twitter really liked it so (laughs) yeah i know this is a series that was just like popping up on my netflix Mm. way before we even decided to do it it was in like suggested or like one of the top things or something and the name sounded interesting so i had saved it and then never got around to watching it yeah um so this drama's good because it forces me to watch things that i know i'm gonna enjoy but Mm -hmm. just i'm never gonna get around to if i'm not forced to do it (laughs) yes yeah uh i there's so many things Mm -hmm. that i like mindless like oh i want to read that i want to watch that i want to do that (laughs) yeah um okay so there are a lot of like cameos in this drama moving on to hey i know that guy (laughs) so i didn't like list everything because they're like a bunch of characters so i just did like three main ones and again i'm only listing the things that we have seen together yeah um because obviously, like, it's a very star-studded cast, and those people have been in, like, a billion mm-hmm. things. But um, our main guy, Hong Kong Bae, is played by Yuk Sung Jae. He's also in Goblin as Dokwa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you get that one? Um, I didn't, but when I read this earlier, I was like, oh, yeah, that's obviously him. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> he well, looked familiar. But Uh I never do research before, so I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure I've seen him. Like, I remember that smile. Mm -hmm. I don't remember who you are. (laughs) He plays such a different character in this one to Goblin. Definitely. This next one, I was like, oh, shit. So, (laughs) Yum Heran plays, I'm just going to call her, like, the little demon lady. Mm -hmm. Yum Rade Wang, I guess. She played Mayok in The Uncanny Counter. That I did not recognize. I did not connect those two. Um, Again, totally I, different characters. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I had seen her in other things that I recognized her from. Mm-hmm. But I was like, because she's, you know, very popular. But I was like, oh my god. <laughs> she looks so different. Yeah, that hair was a look. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's like a sweet old lady in the Uncanny Counter. Yes. Taking care of everyone, mm-hmm. making noodles. Kicking ass. This one, she's like... Still kicking ass, but... Kicking ass, way. but like, yeah, hot demon lady. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. suits. Very cool. Okay, and then last one is Lee Joon-hyuk. Um, Asian Wiki said his character name was Department Head Yom, but... I think they called him something else in the drama. He's like Death, mm-hmm. the guy in the white suit. Mm-hmm. The so father of, a, what's his face? The bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was in Along with the Gods, and he was also in Itaewon class, I think, as like, it said the like last three episodes. Oh, okay. I don't remember him in Itaewon class, but yeah. I've seen him in, like, again, he's in a lot of things. Yeah, he so. also had a face I recognized, but uh-huh. I couldn't pinpoint from where. Yeah. The woman that plays Mayok, though, I did not recognize her at all. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh my god. Gosh, like, good job <laughs> costume and makeup people on both of those dramas. Yeah. It's crazy. Definitely. Okay, um, so 
we got some reviews other people felt yes yeah i enjoy reading people's reviews even though Mm -hmm. like oftentimes i'm like you're stupid (laughs) (laughs) i don't think your review makes sense or i don't agree with that review at all i still enjoy Mm -hmm. reading them but i'm sure people have that same thought when they're listening to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm yeah i'm sure some people do (laughs) (laughs) okay so reviews Uh, Title of this one, Enjoy the Crazy Ride. Every episode is fun, and there's a lesson we take away each time we watch it. Almost always, we become jealous of people who have more capabilities than us, but this shows that knowing and having that much can get very lonely, too. I had never expected the story to be so deep and, at the same time, so heartwarming and touching. Each and every episode holds a mystery which unfolds just nicely. It totally delivers the heart-wrenching and heartwarming stories in a not-over-dramatic way. I actually like that they didn't focus much on romance, but human life itself, which is perfect for what is going on in this world today. I cried and laughed every single episode. The growth of attachment between the trio, which eventually strengthened, was so sweet to watch. I agree with that. Um, I particularly agree with not um, liking that they didn't focus much on romance, but human life. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. The romances just don't really get me in these shows. <laughs> it has to yeah. be a very, 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 very special kind of love um, uh-huh. to where I'm super invested. But this was good. Yeah. I, um, I agree. I like the little, like, kind of... I guess almost like episodic like each story can kind of be contained to its Mm -hmm. own episode um whereas like other dramas where they like really overextend one story and I'm like this doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like whatever eight episodes of this one storyline like that's partially why it reminded me of Hotel de Luna because every Uh episode in there was like Kind of, like, it had the overarching theme also, but mm-hmm. there were the singular episodes of the different ghosts. Yeah. And in this case, it was the different people and their grudges or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also isn't a long drama. Yes. So it's it's great that they didn't, like, drag the story on and on and on and on and on. Like, mm-hmm. it gets to the point pretty quickly of what's happening, why it's happening, who's yeah. doing what. Um, and you're not just seeing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a pretty, like, it's, I wouldn't say it's a simple premise, but, like, mm-hmm. they kind of, like, simplified, like, kind of the main, I guess, devices and, like, Goblin and Hotel de Luna, where those are kind of, like, confusing, mm-hmm. I think, sometimes. It's just, like, okay, they, whatever, go to Dreamworld, they fix people's grudges, and she gets points, like. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit more It's tender. a game. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I agree. I, like, they, the little trio of them is just, like, so cute to me. Mm-hmm. I love, like, their dynamic, like, between all of the characters. And yeah, by the end, which we'll get to, I I was just, like, when the first time I watched it, I was just, like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was great to see the, um, the love for each other really build from mm-hmm. episode to episode. Yeah. And kind of their their friendship together and their need to be around each other. Mm-hmm. It was a good good watch, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
All right, um, review number two. Mystic Pop-Up Bar was a surprisingly enjoyable and fun show to watch at times. <laughs> As dramas go, Mystic Pop-Up was a surprisingly enjoyable and fun show at times. Okay. It wasn't groundbreaking upon the traditional concept of the oblivious protagonist stumbling into the world unknown. However, there were a lot of intriguing aspects of Korean culture, modern and traditional, mythology, particularly deities, and a strangely sweet romance between Kangbae and a most unlikely love interest in security guard, Kang Yorin. Um, nonetheless, it was a bit of a conundrum from a watching perspective. The biggest problem with this lay upon stealing too many cliches and tropes into the storyline. Whilst this in, <laughs> this in itself is not a crime and Mystic Pop-Up Bar did have a fairly intriguing premise, the drama just did not expand upon many of the later intriguing aspects as well, particularly with the shocking twists near the finale. This also caused and created too many loose ties in the entire show, particularly later plot holes. It's understandable that the drama tried to balance comedy and melodrama to appeal to audiences. However, the biggest problem for Mystic Pop-Up Bar was relying too heavily upon comedy for a major proportion of the drama than allowing the later melodrama to be just as impactful in later storylines. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like this person just has a different taste in... Yeah, I don't think I was confused <laughs> by the show or felt like there were plot holes. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, trying to, to think, but I don't remember anything being weird. I remember thinking like... Oh, that's convenient. That's convenient. She's like the fucking Cinnabar, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like little things like that where I was just uh -huh. like, okay, well, like, of course she must be or she must be something because she doesn't tell all of her secrets when he touches her or whatever. That sort yeah. of thing. But I don't feel like I was ever like, why didn't they tell us about this or why didn't they tie this with a ribbon? Yeah. I think it's like we said, like, they just didn't, like, drag anything out. Mm -hmm. They were just like, here you go. Whereas, I guess maybe this person wanted more. Yeah, delving more into yeah. specific storylines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read another um, review that was basically just like, I would have preferred just a historical drama focusing on, like, Wolju and the prince mm -hmm. like I don't need any of the modern story and I was like well that's just a totally different drama that so. is yeah definitely <laughs> um it sounds like you just want to watch a historical drama mm -hmm. so with like people in love that can't be in love yes <laughs> so <laughs> or aren't allowed to be in love yeah like but I mean I do get it like they're basically saying they thought the chemistry between the younger versions mm -hmm. was better which i don't really agree with but whatever i mean i thought both were like really good like, yeah i mean we didn't even get a ton of moments with like their younger real versions together yeah. either like most of the time he was asleep <laughs> yeah or just walking around like, smiling of her. yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know um so. i much preferred the modern mm -hmm. parts of the series also because the actress that plays her 
in the modern parts is like stunning and all of her outfits were just like super unbelievable and I wanted everything yes um and also the guy that plays like the prince in the modern Mm -hmm. series I feel like is much more better looking than (laughs) he's nicer to look at yeah he's definitely a handsome guy yeah handsome Um, older dude yeah uh okay so let's just jump in all right um i'll read episode one okay uh so and these are all um like synopsis from Netflix. netflix okay yeah uh, so Wolju is intrigued when a tight-lipped customer who refuses to open up about her problems suddenly starts pouring out her heart to Hong Kong Bay. <laughs> um, so yeah, it starts with the flashback of young Wolju and leads to her suicide. Um, I'm just reading my notes <laughs> that I took while watching, which I felt like was like, oh shit, like that kind of start is like yeah intense, intense. <laughs> uh-huh um and then i just said i'm happy for the sample girl that she was helped and men are so gross sometimes and i love <laughs> all of wolju's looks um yeah i i felt like the first episode was really like uh i don't know like i liked the the grudge that they solved in the first one. I felt like it was maybe pretty relatable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a lot of women or people in general. Um, yeah, definitely. So. Um, <laughs> I also like, love. Oh, you're going to kill yourself by jumping in front of a truck. That's like my number one <laughs> fear from uh, Korean dramas now is getting oh, in a truck. Um, yeah, I also really loved the flashback at the start because that mm-hmm. really automatically tells you what happened and why people are where they are yeah um and at first like it starts off pretty great because wolju is just like this young girl this young kid basically who's just mm-hmm. like helping people like she just has an amazing little gift uh-huh. and is able to help all these people and she helps the fucking prince and then the queen gets all pissed <laughs> yes it like That's... shifts so quickly it's crazy yeah. Yeah, and, like, they kind of fill in the blanks, like, as the series goes on, but mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. like, one of my pet peeves with historical dramas, and I guess, you know, people, I, they just portray everyone to be, like, so irrational mm-hmm. in, like, the back of end times. Like, I'm sure they fucking were, though. <laughs> I, I'm sure they were, like, the royalty. Yes, I'm like, sure they still are. Yes, it, it's just, like... You don't have to be such an asshole. Yeah, like you're <laughs> already with power. Yeah. Do you have to kill a kid and her mother? Exactly. I don't know how old Wolju was at that time, but like. Yeah, they don't ever I feel say. like she was like 17 or something. I don't know. She looks young. Yeah, I assume she was like between 16 and 18 or mm-hmm. something. Like old enough to get pregnant, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she looks so young. Yeah. Like, if I saw that girl on the street, I would be like, yeah, you're a high school student. Mm-hmm, like, definitely. I mean, I don't know how old the actress is, but anyway. Um, all right. Episode two. Mm-hmm. Kangbei isn't sure he wants to work with Wolju, but he does want to help his neighbor, a woman who is plagued by guilt from her past. Oh, sad episode. 
Oh, I know. Wolju is very intense, super mean to the lady with cancer. Uh, these are your notes I'm reading. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but that lady is also fucked up. So essentially what happens is Kung Bae's got a neighbor, an older woman, and her daughter's mm-hmm. getting married. Mm-hmm. And the older woman is saying, like, she's allergic to makeup, which uh-huh. is strange to be allergic to all makeup, but whatever. Yeah, um, her daughter's and, like, no, this shouldn't give you an allergic Yeah. <laughs> um, but the mother is also very sick with cancer. The daughter doesn't know. Uh-huh. And Kang Bae likes this woman. He, like, she's always been sweet to him, so he wants to help her. And uh-huh. we come to find out after he touches her and she starts talking that basically – She owned, like, a small restaurant or whatever, and Mm -hmm. a young, beautiful girl came to help, and this guy started coming in, and this now older woman at the time thought that this guy was into her, and she was always Mm -hmm. flirting with him and wearing tons of makeup, and later on, I mean, it's obvious to us, the viewer watching, that he's Uh not at all into her. He's just being friendly. Uh-huh. When, in fact, he's interested in the girl that she hired. Uh-huh. Um, and then it comes out that they were getting married and they were pregnant. And she kind of loses it in a really bad way uh-huh. and lies to him saying, like, you think the baby's yours? Like, you haven't even been here for a while. You don't know what she was doing when you weren't here. Oh, yeah, because he's a truck driver. Yeah. And so this guy, instead of having a fucking conversation... With mm-hmm. the girl who is pregnant with his child. Oh, the baby's already born at this point. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he fucking like flips out on her. He tells her he's leaving her. Uh-huh. Doesn't even really have a conversation. He basically just accuses her yeah. of sleeping with somebody else and that the baby's not his. He doesn't tell her how he heard this or how he supposedly found this out or whatever, uh-huh. as far as I remember. Um, So he leaves, she chases after him, and that woman is, like, on her way. I guess she goes to apologize also, realizing, like, oh, shit, I fucked up. Yeah, yeah, because she was drunk at the time. Yeah, but then at that point, uh, fucking Caitlin's fear, a car comes and hits this woman, (laughs) and she dies. Yeah. And this woman is haunted ever since. She uh-huh. takes the baby as her own, which ends mm-hmm. up being the now grown woman who's getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that she's dying with cancer, she wants to tell her daughter, but she's scared to tell her daughter. She's been living with this forever. She wants her daughter to meet her father, mm-hmm. who is somewhere out there, but she hasn't been able to find him. Yeah. Um, and they end up finding him, and it's he like has amnesia or some shit. I forgot what yeah, happened to him. I think he also got into, like, a car accident or something. Something happened. And like, he shortly after he ran away. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't remember, like, that he was married with mm-hmm. a baby and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I... Oh, because also, like, the young woman is, I think, also an orphan. So basically, like, mm-hmm. the older woman is like all she has so that's why yeah she takes she the takes baby, the baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah and it, at first it kind of seemed like she was treating the woman kind of like as her daughter mm-hmm. as her own like giving her a job and stuff and helping her 
but very quickly turned on her when a man came around. Yes. Well, uh, I think she was also like a widow or something. Yes. I don't remember. Like she was lonely. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, she did not. Um, terrible way nice. to treat a friend. Yeah, for sure. And I, so I had some notes like, obviously like that story was wild mm-hmm. but i just feel weird like um i feel like her daughter just should have known the story and like if she wanted to reach out to the dad like yeah but i just feel like it's weird like kind of forcing <laughs> that relationship forcing this man into her yeah. life that she doesn't know at all yeah like it's just really awkward it's when they met it just looked awkward i think it was like maybe at the funeral mm-hmm. right and it's just like hi <laughs> dad yeah and she's just like grieving her mother or mm-hmm. you know the woman who raised her and it's like i don't if it were me i'd be like i don't really want to talk to you right now i have my own shit going on yeah like, definitely give me your email <laughs> give me your phone number i'll be in touch if i want to like sorry uh anyway. yeah that was the episode where i was like holy shit okay i'll keep watching <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was intense yeah i feel like uh episode one is just kind of like meeting people in. Mm-hmm. yeah and then episode two you're like oh shit these are some wild stories mm-hmm. um okay episode three Wolju attacks a rotten system that's thrown her latest customer into despair. Kongbei makes contact with an unusual woman. <laughs> um, my comments on this were just, like, very short. <laughs> it just says, I wish I could fight. And if I were that guy, I would have given up on working there. <laughs> um, but Oh, yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> yeah, essentially, this is the one. There's also... Well, a semi-similar situation in The Uncanny Counter, but it's this guy who cannot get a job, basically. Well, he cannot get a job at the place where he wants to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is, like, his third try, mm-hmm. maybe. So, like, and in Korea, you have to take a test, and then you have to do an interview. And, um, yeah, he's basically just, like, dedicated the past few years of his life to getting this one specific job. And his reasoning is, like, I don't want to get a job that I don't want because then I'll get burnt out and, like, I won't try for other things. And I'm like, no, oh, dude, you can settle. <laughs> but um, anyway, because basically he wants to work at this fancy hotel. Mm-hmm. And, and he's highly qualified for it. Like, yes. he's worked very hard. Yes, he knows everything, but the, you know, upper management essentially are just like hiring people, like hiring the children of like well off people. Quote, yeah, important people. So like politicians, Mm -hmm. other CEOs of whatever. Um, So yeah. And people that don't even care. (laughs) Right. People that in the interview were just like, real shitty yeah Yeah. not qualified didn't care they were just there because they knew they were gonna get the job Mm -hmm. this was just like like, formality yeah they had to go to the interview 
Yeah, I, I thought it was funny when they go into, like, the dream world, and Kangbei is, like, also one of the interviewers, <laughs> and they're like, introduce yourself in English, and he was like, hello, I'm Kangbei. <laughs> and then every like, time, every time the guy that they're helping would talk, he'd be like, wow. <laughs> he'd just look at the, the people interviewing and just kind of clap, like, did you hear him? Yeah, like, <laughs> he's so good, whoa, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, like, that guy was just, like, killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know why. I, like, because I, I feel like that actor can speak, like, decent English. He was just kind of, like, mm-hmm. playing it. Up. But, yeah, yeah <laughs> just, like, hello, I'm Kangbei. <laughs> just, like, or, like, pleasure to meet you. <laughs> and you, like, he just knows that, like, yeah. phrase. He didn't stop to whatever it's like my my very limited korean knowledge <laughs> i just know how to say twitchy just call <laughs> Edie a little pig <laughs> just the most random words i know yeah <laughs> that and just like random little phrases that's all yeah. i know it's all i remember shitty yeah i have like my notebooks still every now and then i look over them but i'm like oh man again just no time much. no yeah, fucking no. time no time mm. Um, but yeah, and then I thought it was, um, just, like, the, with the main guy, the grudge holder or whatever, it was just so sad, like, him feeling bad about his girlfriend and, like, just, like, a total shitty situation in mm-hmm. general, like, because obviously they love each other, but you know, he feels bad and he feels like she deserves better, but yeah. I can, like, understand that feeling of, like, he's not living up to, like, his end of the bargain mm-hmm. or whatever, and, like, um... And it doesn't help when her mom is, like, meeting him and saying, basically, you're not good enough for her. Yeah. You need to let her go. <laughs> and it's sad because she is obviously so in love with him, and mm-hmm. she doesn't care about what his job situation is right now or anything like i'm sure eventually that might kind of get frustrating mm-hmm. if he doesn't have any money <laughs> right but like right now she understands what he's going through and she was just trying to be helpful and be there be a supportive partner to him and stuff and then when he tells her he's breaking up with her or they need to break up it's like oh that's sad yeah, i know it's like come on guy mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're obviously- at a different hotel yeah, I know. That's when I was like, dude, yeah, work at a different hotel and we'll see what happens. But thankfully, Wolju and everyone, like, exposes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how shitty those people are. And, like, the HR people are like, we're so sorry. Yeah. Here's a job. A <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yes, yeah, so this is also where we're introduced to uh, Yorin. Mm-hmm. And she just kicks ass basically yeah but she all we also see that she has a conscious conscience um because she like goes to her supervisor and is like i don't want to work for this asshole mm-hmm. anymore like he sucks and, and then she bas- lets she lets kangbei get away with the incriminating mm-hmm. evidence uh, drive yeah yeah but her supervisor was like basically just like shut up you're lucky to have a job mm-hmm. like you have a job that like pays well so just keep working yeah (laughs) just ignore ignore all the fuckery happening yeah and just protect Mm -hmm. 
All right, episode four. Mm-hmm. At an event held in the afterlife, Kongbei meets a man who's determined to win the prize. Lottery ticket numbers for his living descendant. Oh my god, can somebody win that for me in the afterlife, please? <laughs> I really love how they time. do this. Yes. It's really funny to me that, like, the idea is your ancestors are playing fucking, like, little games to get you Field the winning lottery. <laughs> to yeah. win you the lottery numbers. I think that's great. That's such a weird, a weird way to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like this show because it has, like, cute little, I don't know, um, afterlife, like, like bureaucracy Like, the afterlife stuff. isn't all sad. <laughs> yeah. playing games, too. <laughs> and eating yes. good food. Yeah. Um, but, oh, my God, that, like, noble man. Oh, I forgot to write him down. Did you recognize him? Uh, the, like, the cheater noble no. guy? I'm pretty sure... Hold on, let me like make sure I'm not uh fucking this up. But he well, okay. Filling for time. I hated him, obviously. Like <laughs> um he was really mean and a cheater. But I also he's also like kind of one of those cameo guys that um mm-hmm. is in a bunch of stuff, but I'm pretty sure he played like the old version of the brother in Reply 1988. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. Do you remember that? Um, I remember that guy, but I'm not like, my brain isn't putting two and two together. Those two characters as being the same person, same actor. Uh, maybe I fucked up. Hold on. <laughs> He's just in so much stuff. Uh... <laughs> okay. He is definitely in some of the things I've seen before. Maybe he wasn't that guy. Well, who's the guy in Reply 1988? <laughs> reply. <laughs> okay, you can keep talking while I okay. Google this. Um, so this episode has quite a few turns, twists and turns. We have that thing happening, and the good dude that's, like, doing really well in the competition and really wants to win, he is trying to win the lottery ticket numbers, for a friend of Kongbei who works with him at the market. I forgot that guy's name, um, but he's, like, in every yeah. shot at the market. Yeah, he's a um, sweetie pie. Yeah, very sweet. He lives with his grandma, and his grandma has, I think, back issues. Mm-hmm. And he really wants to get her surgery for her back so she feels better, but they don't really have any money. Mm-hmm. And so his ancestor wins the lottery numbers for him and sends them to him in a dream. And he wakes up the next morning. He writes the numbers down. And he already has the feeling like, I need to go get a ticket for this. But then they find out in the afterlife um, game section that death is there. And on the list for tomorrow for his pickups is that guy, the kid. Uh huh. And Kongbei's like, what the fuck? He's going to die? And then the ancestor hears and he's like, what? Like, no. Yeah, like I don't I want anyone dying. Yeah, he's so young; he doesn't deserve to die. He's he shouldn't be dying right now. What's happening? Mm-hmm. And I think he was also. It seems like he was supposed to get hit by a car or something. I don't know. Like the the time it, was yeah, like it some accident. Yeah, I I imagine like um, a car accident at some point because it's always a car accident. <laughs> but um, they figure out 
we can save him from dying if someone gives what did they need to give again what was it called um they had to exchange like good deed good deeds yes yes and so they were trying to find some woman or something that that has good deeds on her oh but because she had to be related to him too yes that's right yeah um and so this is where we get into the part andrew did not watch this drama at all um he he never came in for anything but there is one scene in this episode where um, they go to, like, the afterlife registry place and they're asking for information on some woman. And the girl at the front desk is like, oh, we don't have any of that stuff on paper anymore. Everything's been digitalized. We got a new employee a few months back and he computerized everything. And then the camera pans to this fucking white dude in a black turtleneck. With glasses and a fucking apple, apple on his desk. Yes. And I told Andrew about it. And Andrew was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Why? And he started talking about whoever the other guy is from Apple. Steve Wozniak. Yeah, he's like, Steve Wozniak the one that did all the fucking work anyway. He just like went on this long rant about how stupid it was. And he didn't even watch it. But I'm sure if he watched it, he would have died even more. Like... <laughs> It was such a dumb scene. So silly to include. Yes. Like, they just, like, had to throw in these, like, really cheesy little cameos Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, because they also, like, when they show Wolji, like, setting up her bar, like, they have, like, MacArthur, like, general. Oh, yes. So stupid. All these, like, people from history that just happen to be in Wolji's It's so dumb. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) So, my research was right. Cool, okay. He did play... Remember, you were like, he looks so fucking old when the, Yes, yes. ...guy came in. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It was that guy. Um, (laughs) Well, anyway, they they get the good deeds from the woman. Uh They save the friend. Uh Uh-huh. And then the numbers don't work anymore. Yes. They had to give them up. Um, And that woman actually comes to, like, visit, and she... Fixes the grandmother's back, too. Yes. Which is very sweet. sweet. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess the grandmother, like, really helped out the, like, spirit Mm -hmm. woman. And it was just, like, really sweet, like, seeing them together. And she just kind of, like... Rubbed her back a little bit, yeah. Rubbed her back, and they were catching up and stuff. Mm -hmm. (sighs) But, yeah, kind of a bummer. The laundry Mm. numbers didn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Sad. Mm Mm-hmm. All those but games for nothing. At least he got to save his great mm-hmm. great grandson, mm-hmm. and the grandma's back got fixed. Yeah, so, it so all she doesn't out. need the money for surgery anymore. Yes, exactly. Um, anything else from this one? Mm, nothing else I can remember. Okay. Um. Oh, I just said love Wolju's looks mm-hmm. again. Her. Uh, she just has such great, like, modern handbox. Like, yes. They're so cool and pretty. Mm-hmm. She pulls them off so well. Mm-hmm. And just, like, her regular clothes also. Very yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Number f- episode five. Wolju and Kui Banjang chase after a wayward spirit who has a problem moving on. Kangbe asks Kang Yorin to be his partner for a dance contest. <laughs> Okay, this one was fucking sad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so in this one, um, 
the main grudge or whatever. Okay, I think uh, the, like, afterlife people are, like, help us out catching the spirit because, mm-hmm. like, she won't come. Um, so, basically, what it is is there's a guy who, like, works a lot and his wife died, but he also has dementia. So, like, he, him seeing her ghost, he thinks that she's still alive. Mm-hmm. But she is, like, sticking around to help him because, like, he has dementia. So he, like, forgets, like, the entry code to his apartment and he, like, gets off at the wrong bus stops and just, like, you know, mm-hmm. can't remember stuff. And it's just, like, really sad <laughs> uh, to, like, when he find when he, when his boss basically tells him because he keeps fucking up at work and Mm -hmm. so he gets calls into his boss's office and they're like you know we gave you some slack because we know this was really hard for you but and then he's like wait what like my -hmm. wife died and then yeah he starts remembering stuff and it's just like so heartbreaking and like his wife is there and anyway like the little trio they like help him get set up or whatever like they start the wheels in motion so that he has a place to go and mm-hmm. to be taken care of. Yes, and like the wife can see him off and she makes the dumplings for him. <laughs> uh, but like the scene where he's just like holding her picture crying, mm-hmm. it just killed me. I was like, fuck, that's so sad. It's basically like you keep grieving over and over again yeah. because you like don't remember and then you learn. It's like, fuck, that's so sad. Yeah, and I think at first they. Okay, Eddie. <laughs> oh my god, why? I think at first they kind of set it up to where they try to make you think that it's his mother that died yes. and is the spirit. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's a scene where, like, the wife is telling him goodbye and she's like, going to go on a trip. She's going to go somewhere and he sends her off. Uh huh. And I mean, that interaction was like kind of weird and staticky. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the way they talk to each other and the way they interacted seemed like a weird couple but Uh then we find out later it's because she was actually the one that died like the grandmother or the mother had already died like long ago yeah while back and then the wife died um i don't know it was it was a sad one for sure yes um (sighs) but then like on the lighter side yeah kong is like dealing with um the yoli the situation mm-hmm. yeah and like um they just have like such an awkward beginning because you know obviously like they've both never really dated before because mm-hmm. of their own like spiritual world <laughs> or touched Hind- yeah hindrances i guess yeah. um but yeah they're just like so awkward at the beginning it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to watch sometimes yes but- um, but yeah, so that's kind of going on with Kangbe. Yeah, that, that kind of balances out the sadness because we have that goofiness happening along with the yes. death. Oh, I also just wanted to say, like, I also think it's interesting how, like, Wolju, like, will act based on her, like, past life mm. experiences, mm-hmm. like, the grudges that she holds from, like, how people mm-hmm. wronged her. And so, like, if she sees that she'll like step up and like whatever yeah definitely <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um almost to like relieve her 
own past of like no well we'll get to it later but like the moment where she's like no one fucking helped me ever yeah i have to help all these people (laughs) oh yeah anyway yeah and that's part of what happens too with the um mother early on the one that has cancer and she's Mm -hmm. being an asshole to her and she's like you fucking made a woman get killed yeah and left a child motherless and then you basically like stole that child essentially yeah like fucking i don't know Ugh. rough yeah um okay episode six Kangbei and Yorin start taking dance lessons that are super awkward. Yeah. When their instructor reveals a heartbreaking personal struggle, Wolju has an idea for a solution. So they are doing these lessons, and the lessons are not going super well. Mm-hmm. Yorin is pretty good. Kangbei is kind of all over the place. Uh-huh. He is struggling, and the instructor's like, you need to practice more. Yeah. You need to, like, come an extra 30 minutes or an extra hour or whatever. Like, I need one-on-one time with you to help you. Um, and then it's revealed that the instructor secretly has been dealing with um, infertility issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and her husband, they've been trying to have a kid forever, and it never works out. I think she had, like, miscarriages, too. Yeah. Um, and they're trying like, I guess, IVF stuff and nothing is working and it's ruining their relationship essentially. And the Mm -hmm. husband is like, if you can't have a kid, like, it's fine. I just want to be with you. Mm -hmm. But for her to, she feels like that means she's broken or there's something wrong with her and other people all around her having kids or asking her when she's going to have a kid and she's embarrassed to say, well, I fucking can't. You yeah, know, she feels like a failure because she also really, like, really genuinely wants mm-hmm. to like be a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and she keeps pushing her husband away because of that, and they're just they're having issues. Uh huh. And I think Wolju feels this very strongly and mm-hmm. wants to help this woman conceive mm-hmm. a child. And then we find out there's a fucking woman who um, basically has a claw machine with babies. That- <laughs> The conception dream. Yeah, and she, like, puts them in their dreams, and that's how they have a kid. Uh-huh. And um, that happens with Kangbei. Like, he has a dream, and it ends up being a quote-unquote conception dream. But uh-huh. it's one of the guys he works with. His wife calls and says that she's pregnant or whatever. Uh-huh. And so Wolji tries to talk to this woman about getting one of those little conception dreams from the claw machine mm-hmm. so she can help this woman. And the lady's like, No. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, that's not how this works. It's not their time. Uh-huh. But Wolju is, like, insistent. So they fucking sneak in there in the middle of the night when she's knocked out farting in bed. And then, <laughs> and then, and then they, they're able to get one. I think they end up getting two, actually. I think they get three. Three, okay. Yeah. They end up getting, like, way too fucking many. <laughs> and the woman ends up waking up, seeing a fucking mess in the claw machine room, and she knows exactly what happened. She finds mm-hmm. them in the woman's dream, and they're trying to get her to get one of the little claw machine balls. Uh-huh. And, like, chaos and comedy ensue of this woman trying to stop it. Uh-huh. But finally, the woman catches one, uh-huh. and all is well. Yes. But, oh, my God. Yeah. my A fucking um... claw machine. <laughs> I know, like, at, so at the beginning, it's, like, kind of foreshadowed because Wolju and Kui Banjang are, like, yes. <laughs> basically kick a little kid off a claw machine. <laughs> yeah, chubby little kid. Yeah, he was so cute. And he was getting all pissed, too, because they couldn't even win anything. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, had you ever heard like the concept of conception dreams? Mm-mm. So my mom, supposedly my conception dream was that my mom had a dream that she was working at a hotel. I don't know if she was actually working at the hotel at the time. Because she had, she had worked at a hotel at some point in her life. Mm-hmm. So the dream was that she was, I guess, at a hotel, at the hotel, and there were, like, snakes everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. in the lobby and stuff. And she told that to my Korean grandma, and my grandma was like, you're pregnant. Like, that's a... Basically, she's like, that's a conception dream. Like, you're pregnant. And my mom was like, no, I'm not. And she turns out she was. What makes it a conception dream? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I guess there are, like, certain symbols or whatever uh-huh. that, like, will pop up in dreams. And because, yeah, people will say, like, oh, what was your conception dream? Like, mm-hmm. what did your mom dream, mom or dad dream about that, like whatever mm-hmm. I, I don't know <laughs> how you can pinpoint what it was but yeah my grandma my mom thought it was so weird because my mom was like what are you talking about mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense and and then she was yeah and then it ended up being true so i don't know very hmm. strange um interesting yeah so um. i liked how the um how even before like she gets pregnant her and her husband kind of reconcile yes she's like i've been kind of an asshole about about yeah she like goes to eat at the pop-up bar and then she Uh brings food home to him and like wine and stuff Uh uh-huh because she left in the middle of the night all upset we haven't done that in a while (laughs) (laughs) um uh side note i love a claw machine i get obsessed with them i get so excited when i see them um, and Andrew and I went to the embassy mini golf place uh-huh. last weekend, I think, because um, Coolcrest was closed, which is unfortunate. But we went there, and then when we were leaving, they had ski ball and they had other shit. And then I saw a claw machine. I got excited, and I saw this one weird green little like dinosaur platypus. I don't know what the fuck it was, <laughs> but I put the money in. It fucking picked that little baby up instead of moving it, and then it dropped it. And I got so mad because the claw had such a good grip on this fucking doll. And I was like, I need this doll now. And then I did it again. And it brought it all the way to the edge of, like, the opening and uh-huh. dropped it right on the plastic. So it got stuck again. Oh, my God. And then it fucking ate my money. And then I went to the car and I was like, wait, no, there's quarters in the car. I'm going to go one more time. And so I went again and then I got it. And I was like, okay, it only took like $4. Yes. Oh, good. So it's like sitting on our table right now. It's like, I just really wanted this stupid doll that I don't even know what it is. I think I saw that when I went over to your house. Yeah, that's what it was. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what that is. Yes, it was my prize. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just based on the dramas, and I think Alex and I saw them when we were in Korea. They're they're like little mini arcades where it's like just claw machines. Nice, that's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I love a claw machine. Oh my god, so good. <sighs> I think it's funny also that the like Sam machine or whatever that lady mm-hmm. was called, like she has to win the conception in dreams, order like, to give them to people. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. Um, she just wanted to play a game, that's all. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, I just said, 
well, dude, don't give a fuck about the rules. <laughs> <laughs> no. Act now, ask for forgiveness later, or say mm-hmm. oops. <laughs> yep, or say oops. Whoops. Yeah, the big peach at the end. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay. Anything else from that? I think that was... Yeah, was... nothing else for me. Okay. So episode seven... Oh, okay. So yeah, at the very end, I think, like, they're feeling good, but then the the bar gets taken away. Is that right? Oh, yes, because... At, at the end of this one. I think it's at the end of the other one, because they took the conception thingies, and they got in trouble for that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. So, tasked by Yom Rade Wang with fixing an afterlife slip-up... Wolju, Kwibanjang, and Kangbei devise a plan that hinges on victory at the dance contest. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this one, I thought this one was kind of funny too. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, yeah, the the bar gets taken away from them at the end because Wolju broke the rules and that grudge didn't get to count towards her quota because she broke the rules. So basically, they're doing community service hours, <laughs> like in the afterlife. Um. And we kind of see the process of, like, how people get sentenced. So, mm-hmm. um, basically, you, like, go in front of a panel. They, like, review your, your life. life. And then they kind of grade you on, like, how you'll be reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, like, after that, then you, like, walk through the, like, whatever. Do they call that, it like, a flushes- I think so. It, like, fleshes your memory of your current life. Yeah. And then whatever, you get sent on your way. But um, in this instance, the, like, devil lady (laughs) kind of fucked up somewhere along the way because a spirit got loose. Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't go through the, like, thing that erased his memory. So he has, like, all of his past life issues, Mm -hmm. like still inside of him he gets sentenced to be reincarnated as a chicken (laughs) and um when he i mean as far as a chicken goes it seems like those chickens were in a decent spot (laughs) in terms of like they had what seemed to be a nice little owner guy um but anyway he takes over that guy's body Mm-hmm. Who happens again? Conveniently, happens to be the chairman <laughs> of the mart where Kongbei works. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> I thought it was really funny when the Kuifanjang goes and starts talking to the chicken. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> and Kongbei's just like, "What? Yeah, Kongbei's like freaked out. Oh, because he touches the chicken." Cause Queen oh, yeah, is yeah like, to find out what he saw. Yeah. And he's like, I don't fucking speak chicken. Yeah. So <laughs> when the other guy starts doing it. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. He, so he's stupid. Like, he did what? He said what? <laughs> like, they're just like, the chickens so are being all like, cheese me or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so essentially, they're like, okay, Kangbei will, oh, because in the past, the like, chairman or whatever ceo is like 
you win money if you win the dance contest and also like i'll grant you each a wish mm-hmm. um and so kong is like i'll ask to drink with him that way we can go into the dream world blah blah blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. so thankfully they end up winning um and side note um yorin's wish is like the worst wish ever <laughs> i wish to work here forever <laughs> like what yeah i mean i guess like it's better than i don't know i guess that you would feel stressed out just having like a contract like temp job but yeah but yeah other ones were like i got sent on vacation yeah like like, he paid for whatever i mean i guess that's an investment getting a (laughs) full-time job but (laughs) still yeah i would have felt long and hard about a good one-off wish Yes. Um, I also feel sad because I feel like Kongbei wasted his wish too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I but mean, he seemed got... he seemed happy to do so. so. Yeah, they got the job done. Mm-hmm. But also, I would have been like, "Can you please buy me a new computer <laughs> or mm-hmm. whatever?" Um, so yeah, all of that works out. But also, um. So the issue with the guy, like, his original spirit, like, he had, like, a gambling problem and um, he, like, gets to learn that his friend didn't, isn't the one who, like, mm-hmm. stole him out and he's basically just, like, a big asshole. <laughs> yeah. Original guy and whatever. He got to leave knowing the full situation and, like, helping his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, basically. So anything else oh there is that moment where wolju they're they're in the like afterlife or whatever and wolju is looking through like the directory Mm -hmm. of like past life like reincarnations or whatever and i was like dang i would want (laughs) to look through all of those like yeah she was staring at the royal family book Mm -hmm. yeah (sighs) so close anyway I think that would be really interesting to see what people got reincarnated mm-hmm. as. All the people you knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, number eight. A haunted apartment turns out to be occupied by a dead web novelist with a sad real-life love story. Kongbei mopes over romantic woes of his own. Um, so essentially, uh, there's an apartment that is seemingly unoccupied, but the mm-hmm. woman can't rent it out because every time people come to look at it, there's, like, haunting noises and, like, talking and mm-hmm. nobody Bad wants vibes. to rent the place. Yeah. <laughs> so this woman asks Kongbei if he wants to rent a new place. This place is bigger than your own place. Like, this is cheaper, blah, blah, blah. So he goes to look at it and he clearly hears a woman saying to get out and to mm-hmm. leave, go away, blah, blah, blah. And so he knows there's a ghost in there. He's like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Um, so he lets his buddies know, and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe we can solve this and get a grudge point. Uh-huh. So they go, and they find this girl, and essentially she was a web novelist, but um, it was kind of more on the, I guess, more naughty side of web noveling. Yeah, it was like 19 plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... So she went by, like, a pseudonym, and eventually we find out that she also has some heart conditions. So she's taking medication. She doesn't really leave her house much. 
mm-hmm. and she always gets stuff delivered. So she meets the delivery guy, and she starts to fall for him, mm-hmm. and they're flirty and stuff. She always makes him food or gets drinks for him, and eventually they start dating. Things are mm-hmm. great, and he comes to pick her up one day for their date and comes in, and she's on the phone talking about a book she's writing, but he doesn't know that. And she's kind of using their story as slight um, inspiration, inspiration, but yeah. changing it up and basically saying, like, the, the girl is totally uninterested in him. She's just using him. He's clingy and boring and stuff. Um, and he hears that. He gets all upset. He mm-hmm. leaves all pissed off. Doesn't like talk to her about dad. it. <laughs> uh-huh. He doesn't talk to her about it. Just fucking leaves. Mm-hmm. And... While she's on the phone, she's saying, but then, like, the girl realizes how much she loves him and how great he is, and they end up together, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And then she comes out. He's not there. And she's like, he should be here already. Where the fuck is he? Uh-huh. He never shows up again. He never contacts her. She's trying to get a hold of him, and he she He changes can't. his number. He's and then like, he, he so changes petty. his route, too, so he doesn't have to deliver things fuck. to her. So she's, like, constantly ordering things in the hopes that he'll come and she can talk to him. Mm-hmm. And even in her death, like, things are getting delivered and he's he's not the one coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ends up dying from her heart issue. We don't really know what happens exactly. Uh-huh. Part of me honestly wonders if she, like, took too many pills or something. Yeah, she was, I think – I don't know. I think just has heart attack. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but she seemed to be, like, doing fine with her medication and was, like, doing well. I don't know how serious her thing was or, like, if it was changing. But, um, so she can't find him and it's their job to find him, get him there. They kind of figure the whole thing out. He sits there all sad now trying to talk to her. Mm -hmm. Can't actually see her, but they're kind of just relaying the messages. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, and so it finally gets straightened out, and I hope that guy feels like a real shithead. Because he didn't fucking talk to her again. And then she died. (laughs) Yeah, he could have just waited until she was done and came out and been like, why did you say those things about me? Yeah. Why why did you say that? What was that about? Yeah, like, have a conversation, man. (sighs) And Kong Bay did... Kung Bei does that later on. Like, there's a moment where Death, who whose body has been taken over, tries to convince Kong Bei that the two of them don't care about him. And uh-huh. they're just using him to help with the grudges and the points. And then he overhears them kind of saying something. But instead of running away, he opens the door and is like, what are you saying? Yeah. Like, he confronts them. Good. Uh-huh. Talk to them. <laughs> But then he also is like, he also runs away. Have, yeah, I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> he also runs away. But at least he went in for a second and yes. heard them out a little bit. Like Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so frustrating. But yeah, in the end, they get their points. Mm-hmm. Everyone's. I mean, the guy's doing as best he can. I guess mm-hmm. at this point, the girl's still dead. But <laughs> yeah, but at least she gets to leave, like knowing that that he knows. Yeah. Um, okay. Episode 9. Oh, and then episode 8, I think Kang is just sad because he thought Yorin liked him, but she's, oh, like, yes. pushing him away because mm-hmm. she has her own issues of, like, mm-hmm. whatever. What did they call her? Like, the, um, like, first date 
something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't remember what she's called, but basically she scares men uh-huh. after they have contact with her. Yeah. They get like a weird feeling and they feel very uncomfortable and frightened. Uh-huh. And she makes them not want to touch people. Yeah, she's like spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so episode 9. While seeing a way to keep her end of the deal with Kangbe, Wolju comes up against a hellish decision. Yongbu Chang stirs up trouble. Okay. So yeah, this is where um we see the freaking bad guy from the past. He's mm-hmm. now in the real world and he like confronts his dad who we learn is like the death guy. Mhm in white and i was like there's some serious nepotism going on there because like Mm -hmm. he should have just taken him down Mm -hmm. right then and there Um, and also okay this this is maybe one plot point where i was kind of like ain't no one gonna say nothing because the son is on the run he's mm -hmm. an evil spirit they should know about that in the afterlife Mm -hmm. he's the one that death is going after why doesn't the woman in red, whose name I can't really pronounce, with the hair, <laughs> she knows who he is. She knows the story. Why is she not telling, um, what's her name about it? Wolju. Wolju and that other guy. I think, like, they mention, like, they don't want to distract her from, like, making her quota. But yeah, they should have at least warned her. Like, and yeah, and also knowing that death, the guy who is death, is also the father. Yeah, like, why are they having him, the father, find his son? Yeah, like that don't make no sense. Yeah, that's no. Mm -hmm. When you're related to someone, even in death. You got to be taken work. off the case. Yeah, got to get someone else in there. That'll make no sense. And then you got to uh-huh. let the people know, because obviously, like, this guy's got problems. 500 years later, he's still being uh-huh. a bitch and, like, wanting to get revenge. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. That was that was the only real part of the show that frustrated me is the fact that nobody felt the need to tell these two people who were involved 500 years later. Like, yeah. Ah. Jesus. Yeah, they should have at least been like, I don't know, because then, uh, whatever, Kwebon Jung could have been like been on the lookout when yeah. he noticed that Death was like acting weird. Especially, especially since he was like the high ranking officer or whatever in catching uh-huh. spirits and stuff. Yeah, like that was his job, and he was really fucking good at it. So if yeah. they were to have told him, he could have been on the lookout and probably could have fixed things easier and quicker but i guess that wouldn't make for good tv so (laughs) yes (laughs) very true um okay i think this is is this the episode also where they realize that kangbe um like his because in the last episode he starts to see spirits and they're like oh shit like his spiritual Mm -hmm. vision or whatever has been open too much and so mm-hmm. uh well then Wolju realizes like oh she can't turn it off the way she thought she could mm-hmm. because she it turned out she'd done that in the past and she like really fucked up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they like made it a rule that you can't do that anymore and so now she's like trying to figure out a way 
mm-hmm. save him. Is this the episode where they're like, she agrees to um, basically go to hell for him? Or I is this think a, it's is the next episode. Okay. So they're still trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to help him. Um, But the thing with the grudge... Um, so Kangbe sees a woman who is like handing out flyers, like like have you seen my mm-hmm. son or whatever? Um, and oh, this was another fucking like gross story, mm-hmm. basically. So essentially, um, the woman like in the past has a young child. I think her husband dies, so she's you know left to be a single mom. And she's working at a restaurant and this like regular keeps coming in and is like, hey, like, let's date. And she's like, I don't have time for you. Fuck off, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like you. Even if I did like you, my priority is my son. Mm -hmm. So he steals her son. Well, basically, yeah, he just tries to get rid of her son so that he he's like well if he's out of the picture then you can have me and it's like so fucking delusional yes that guy has issues um so basically he like takes him to an orphanage and whatever but as this is all happening um death has been possessed by the bad guy from the past his son Mm -hmm. and so he you know like the trio kind of share their information with him just like Mm -hmm. chatting about it and so he's like kind of always one step ahead of their clues and so he keeps like trying to um interfere and like thwart Mm -hmm. their plans basically um but they're all good it turns out oh it turns out the kid i think he was like living in america yes he was and also really sick he needs like um like a new kidney or kidney. something. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, it'll work out because the mom mm-hmm. might be a match. So. And they, they saved everything and figured it out just in time. Mm-hmm. Um, the evil spirit attacked the man and he was like on the verge of death. Uh-huh. Um, but they got the information right before he died. And then uh, I think this is also the episode where – that guy, the the spirit, is trying to tell Kongbei that they're just using him for yes. his powers and stuff. That's when he overhears them, gets into that argument, and later on, it kind of gets cleared up, and he's okay, and he's mm-hmm. walking with uh, yo, uh, what's that guy's name? Guban Zhang. Guban Zhang. Yeah. Guban Zhang. Yeah. 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 And you can say the next part of the ending. Oh yeah. So um. There was a scene, so it, it, throughout the show, it keeps going back and forth between, like, the prince mm-hmm. back in the day, and so, like, on Twitter, people kept talking about, like, who did the prince, like, who is the prince, basically? Mm-hmm. Like, did the prince get reincarnated into Kangbe, mm-hmm. or is the prince Kui Panjang? And so, like, at the very end, they're both making, like, the same little, like, moon mm-hmm. outline with their fingers, and everyone on Twitter was like, who is it? I don't mm. remember who I thought it was. I'm pretty sure I thought it was the older guy. Like, there are more clues, I think, that it's him. Yeah, also because they're kind of making him and Wolju kind of like they could be interested in each other. Yeah. Or there are jokes about them being married or being together uh-huh. um, versus her and Kongbei. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Is this also the episode where the woman comes up to them and is like, uh, your, your highness or whatever? I think that's the next one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of everything. Oh, yeah. I think this is a, so in the middle of it, yeah, Kangbe like recalls like how shitty his life is. <laughs> has been and we see um his like little well i think it yeah i think it is at the end of this one because 10 says the appearance of a face from the past yeah very very end the two of them are like talking and having a fucking great time and some Uh woman is like your highness i finally found you yeah and they both turn around like the fuck oh that's right yeah 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 and the camera like pans to her face all excited and then Uh it shows like each of their faces and you're like the fuck who is it who's she talking to yeah 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 (laughs) um okay but yes i think it is in that in this episode where wolju does make the deal because in the next episode is when um death is like trying to get her to win more cases Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because he wants her to go to hell yeah um i don't know when kangbe figures this out but yeah it i think episode nine is where wolju makes the deal to gotcha yeah all right so 10 the appearance of a face from the past dredges up cruel memories for glu banjang and wolju kangbe saves yoren from a hurtful situation um, so yeah, we start off with the woman at like a cafe and we finally see who she's talking to and it's Gu Van Zhang, and she's basically telling him that she was in some type of an accident and she had a concussion of some sort and when she woke up, she suddenly remembered her past life mm-hmm. and remembered that she used to be a queen, there's a prince, blah, 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 and he was like, how did you know it was me? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just feel... I think she said, like, she felt his energy or some fucking bullshit, yeah. I don't know. and she was like, and you look like your father. Yes. Um, mm. So they're kind of talking, and he's remembering things that have happened in the past. Um, but it's also just, like, kind of uncomfortable and weird, basically. Mm-hmm. And he's telling her, like, well, I mean, you're you're a different person now. Go yeah, back to being that fashion designer. <laughs> like, you're not my mother. I'm not that person either anymore. Like, you need to go. Uh-huh. Move on. It's fine. Um, and then on the opposite end, Yorin still isn't taking to Kongbei. Like, she's mm-hmm. she's still trying to push him away. And then there's a moment at the mart where she is doing security. She's kind of standing near the entrance. And a couple comes in – or a guy comes in first. And mm-hmm. he's like – Yoren, is that you? And we realize it's one of the guys she dated before who got scared of her. Mm-hmm. And then his partner comes, his wife, girlfriend, I don't know who she is. And she's like, who's this? And he's like, remember that spooky girl I told you about that made me not want to touch people anymore? This is her. And the girlfriend was like, ugh, that's the spooky spooky. girl. We're like, what the fuck, you assholes? Uh And he was like, I never wanted to touch anyone after her until you. You fixed me. And they were just like giggling and staring at her. And Mm -hmm. Kongbei witnesses this. And he goes up to them. And he's like, what's happening? And it's uncomfortable, and the guy's like, oh, I just saw, like, I hadn't seen her in so long. And he's like, okay. And he grabs her hand, 
saying like, this is my girlfriend and what you said is very mean and you need to apologize. Mm-hmm. And that guy like gets super nervous and scared immediately. And the girlfriend is just like, you should say sorry. <laughs> and she's just so nervous and uncomfortable and yeah. it's super, super awkward. What kind of a person does that? <sighs> yeah. So shitty. Mm-hmm. So shitty. Like I get if somebody weirded you out. And, I mean, she has these weird powers, so, like, she's going to do that. Mm-hmm. But still, you don't need to tell her. Yeah, not to her you, face. <laughs> you, need, you don't need to stand in front of her and While talk she's about how work. weird and spooky she is. Like, yeah. you didn't even need to say hi to her. You're just being a fucking asshole. Yeah. Just pretend you don't know her and then secretly tell your girlfriend, like, remember that fucking weirdo? That's yeah. her. That's all you need to do. You don't yes. you don't need to be an asshole about it yes. in her face. Totally. Ugh. Jesus. Um uh, I think also in this episode, the woman follows uh the mother uh-huh. from the new life, follows Guibanjang to the pop-up bar. Uh-huh. And she sees him like having a great time with Yorin and Kangbe. And then she realizes, or not Yorin, um, Wolju. Uh-huh. And then she realizes Wolju is Wolju mm-hmm. from 500 years ago. And she's like, oh, she's here. They're together. Yeah. And she feels good about that because she realized, her now realizes how shitty she was back then uh-huh. and wants to make things right. Mm-hmm. So she goes into the fucking pop up bar. And Wolji recognizes her immediately because for some reason she got the same face. No one else has the same face. But she's yeah. got the same face. This That's is another thing real, that bothers me. Yes, this is a real uh, freaking goblin. Like, why mm-hmm. do some people have the same face? Why do some people have different faces? And mm-hmm. this is, I was like, how come Wolji and Kuivanjang have aged in the afterlife. Yeah. But the bad guy has not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she hasn't, like, she's just been living in the real world, uh-huh. in the living realm, doing this fucking job. Like, why didn't she stay the same? Yeah. Yeah, it make no sense. Yeah. I guess maybe because, because, uh, yeah, I don't know, because, like, it doesn't make sense. They just need a new actors, and you just can't think about it too hard. But <laughs> yeah, I know. But just so imagine being reincarnated with your exact same face. I don't know. Yeah, it's hardly reincarnation, then, if you ask me. <laughs> but she recognizes her, of course, and she's uh-huh. like, "You fucking bitch! What uh-huh. are you doing in here?" Like she fucking flips out immediately. Yeah, she's like, "Get out!" And then uh, Gui Wanjang is like, "No, this is a fashion designer. Like I've been talking to her about such and such or whatever." Uh huh. And Wolju is just, like, not buying it. Like, she feels very uncomfortable, and she's like, I recognize this fucking face. But she's yeah. not telling people how she recognizes her or, like, what context. Yeah. And, like, um, but Gui Banjong is also like, you should go now. Please yeah, because he knows, like, everything, almost everything. Yes. Um, and so he's trying to damage control and make sure things don't get out of hand. He's just trying to help Wolju be successful because he uh-huh. feels he owes it to her. And then he gets after that woman again, saying, like, don't come here. You don't need to be here again. Like, I'm not your son. You mm-hmm. don't need to take care of me. You don't need to do anything. Go. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. But then uh, the deaf guy who is possessed by, like, mm-hmm. his son 
goes to her again and is like, no, like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You can actually help. You can, like, kill two birds with one stone because Wilju has to do, like, the fixing people's grudges. Mm -hmm. So she can go into your memory, see what actually happened, and, like, she can fix your grudge of, like, And they can be together. Yeah, and then they'll realize because he wants Wilju to get to the, like, 10,000 or Mm -hmm. 100,000, whatever, mark. So she'll go to hell. Yes. Um, he's flipped his, like, motive. Or not motive, but, he's, mm-hmm. you know, the strategy now. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, oh, because also, like, in the past life, that guy used to be, like, one of the lords or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. in the royal, um, whatever, party. Mm-hmm. So she goes again and Wolju's, like, she kind of, like, is describing... She describes a similar a, situation. Yeah, a similar situation, but makes it seem like it's her own, like, new mm-hmm. thing. And so, of course, like we said, Wolju is, like, super empathetic and is like, well, fuck these people. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll fix it. And then she, like, goes in and sees the memory. And she's, like, so close to, like, seeing what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But then Guibon Zhang, like, pulls her out. And I'm like, the, I, I made a note about this, but... I get, like, very frustrated by the trope of, like, I am going to let this misunderstanding lie mm-hmm. because I don't feel like I deserve for this person to understand me. Like, I deserve for them to be mad at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe, but let that person make their own decision yeah. once they know the information. Like, and, like, I get his reasoning of, like, well, I couldn't just, like, come up to you the first time I saw you and been, like, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, like, she wouldn't have wanted to hear it. But, like, let her just stay in the memory then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this was a good opportunity for, like, the grudge to be settled and... Mm-hmm. For her to find out yeah, what actually happened. That was very frustrating to me. I'm like, let her see. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. As the viewer, you also want to see, like, what actually happened. Yeah, of course. But anyway. um, So, yeah, they basically kick her out again. <laughs> And then the fucking um, death guy, like, kills her. Because basically he's like, you know too much now. Like, mm-hmm. And she realizes who he is, too. Uh-huh. Um, and she was also kind of confused because he was making it seem like when that happened, they would be able to be together and she's going to be saved and they can be, like, together forever, blah, blah, blah. But then at that point, um, Guru Bandrang is like, if she solves 100,000, she's going to go to hell. I'm trying to protect uh-huh. her from that. Like, you need to fuck off. And then uh-huh. she was like, why did he tell me that? But the other guy told me this. Uh-huh. And then she started to feel a little bit weird about it. And that's uh-huh. when he comes and fucking kills her. <sighs> so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was actually just a fashion designer. She was <laughs> like, she, she was she was the queen, but, like, in a past life, like, I don't know. It's she didn't shitty. really deserve that. Like, no. She, I, I get the like sentiment of like wanting to help again. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, but then yeah, like, I mean, her clothes were also really cool looking. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I wonder Bummer. if afterlife people would have a way to just like erase someone's memory. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. the evil spirit didn't give a shit, and he's happy to kill anyone and everyone. Yeah, but. 
if Gu Banjang could have just like thrown dust in her face <laughs> to make her forget everything and yeah, just forget her forget about her past life. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know. I sure, should have written that in. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else from this one? Mm. I don't just Yorin and um, Kong Bei getting closer at this point. Okay, yeah, because she like um, appreciates that yeah. he stuck up for her, and I think she also sees him in like other situations that mm-hmm. prove he's a good person and whatever. Um. Okay, so number 11, uh, Yorin is mystified when a strange voice begins to prevent her from touching Kangbe. Wolju confronts new truths about Kuibanjang. So mm-hmm. basically, this is when we realize that Yorin is the reincarnation of the Cinnabar, which I have mm-hmm. no idea what that is, but it's mm-hmm. essentially a mystical rock, I guess, that... Um, in the olden times, people used to, like, take off little shavings and it would help protect them from, like, evil spirits or, like, mm-hmm. ward off stuff. Um, but, like, as the episode progresses, we realize that um, the Cinnabar, like, made themselves a human form. That human form fell in love with the bad guy who was, like, the princess prince's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um he ends up using her he destroys he basically kills her (laughs) um yeah and so now she has this grudge against men but like as so because yorin comes into the pop-up bar and she's like feeling weird about it so wolju helps and that's when like instead of going into dream world like she just pops up into like (laughs) uh the old version um and I was like, I, I liked the way that they did this. Again, it's like kind of convenient how they're mm-hmm. all connected, but yes. it's also like an interesting way to like connect everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and also part of uh, Wolju going to hell is her being able to find out who the Cinnabar is oh, to be able right. to save him. Uh-huh. And so she finally finds out that uh-huh. it's her. And then she kind of makes it her mission to get them together and to get them to have, like, a beautiful romantic kiss uh-huh. so they can both be saved, essentially. Yes. Um. So to do that, Wolju has to, like, appease the Cinnabar so that she will stop telling mm-hmm. Yorin to, like, not feel close to Kambi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I like the way they do it, like, how she's, like, you just needed a friend like when you break like when men are jerks you just need mm-hmm. to like go out with your friends drink karaoke <laughs> like eat and that solved it um <laughs> but yeah i liked how she like brought the other lady in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah so that gets settled but then wolju was like wait she's like starts connecting the dots because she realizes, like, that the guy that fucked over the Cinnabar is also the mm-hmm. guy who she thought was on her side, but then she realizes, like, oh, he's actually the one mm-hmm. who did everything bad. Yeah. Um, she also realizes that Guibanjang is the prince. Yeah, she uh, kind of gets, like, a flood of memories of all the moments uh-huh. where he did or said something that yeah. was, like, kind of alluding to the fact that he was, in fact, the prince. Yeah. And, 
oh, it's because she goes to the mart and mm-hmm. is like, she overhears Kang Bae using Kui Ban Zhang's lines. Mm-hmm. And that's when she's like, where'd you hear that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, whatever, Kui Ban Zhang. He's like, he told me that this used to work for him in the past. <laughs> and then she, that's when she's like, oh, fuck. And mm-hmm. she basically tells him to get out. Um, and then also uh, prior to that, she wasn't telling anyone about her contract to hell. And uh-huh. Kong Bei found out. And then uh-huh. eventually he told Gui Banjang. And Gui Banjang freaked the fuck out. Like, uh-huh. why are you doing this? You can't do this. we got to figure out a way. Uh-huh. And then he basically tells the woman in red, like, I will do it. I'll go yeah. to hell. So she doesn't have to. And the woman's like, are you fucking sure? What the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. yes. Like, I owe it to her. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And so he tells uh, – Hold you like everything's solved. You're good. You're not going to hell. But he fails to mention that he's gonna go instead. Yeah. So at this point, like she's good to get her hundred thousand. Uh huh. Um, and she's gonna be fine. And uh-huh. they just don't know about him yet. Yes. Um. So yeah, I think they end up meeting because they're kind of like on a break <laughs> at mm-hmm. the moment, but they end up meeting at um his mom or whatever the reincarnated mm. queen's mm-hmm. funeral service and like they hash it out and they're good again and she gets to wear the ring that he was going mm-hmm. to give her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that she made fun of earlier yeah like <laughs> the necklace ring. She... <laughs> like who has those anymore <laughs> yeah i want to so die funny yeah <laughs> um but yeah i think this is also where um she learns, like, basically that he killed that guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he was basically just going along with everything until the right moment when he could mm-hmm. exact his revenge. Um, but, yeah, so sad that he also kills himself in the same spot where yeah. Wolju did. And also, at the end of this episode, she's at the pop-up bar alone uh-huh. and... Gui Banjang got called back to that woman's office mm-hmm. and Kang Bei is like giving out flyers and stuff. And that guy, Death, who's actually the son, comes in and they're kind of talking about the fact that um, the son was like shitty basically. And she's like, I'm sorry, you had such a bastard child. <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, like you're a good person and you had this shitty fucking kid and like there's nothing you can do about it. And then he gets pissed off, and she looks at him like, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. And then he starts choking her, uh-huh. and it's super intense. And then Kong Bei conveniently is like, oh, shit, I'm out of flyers. And so yeah. he goes back, and then um, he sees her getting choked, and he's trying to get uh-huh. him to stop. The guy pushes him away. We uh-huh. see Gu Banjong running really fast. Like, someone finally fucking told him what was happening. Yes. And... Um, Suddenly, Kongbei kind of transforms. Mm-hmm. And then we're left at a little mini cliffhanger between episode 11 and the finale. Yeah, he's like, get your hands off her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Real powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so episode 12, following a huge revelation, Wolju and Gu Banjang take on a final case to resolve and do everything they can to protect Kongbei. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, we find out that, well, like, we found out episodes ago that 
Wolju was pregnant Mm -hmm. when she killed herself. And because she killed herself at that sacred tree or whatever, um, she caused that baby, that unborn baby harm. And he was destined to be reborn in like shitty lives basically forever Mm -hmm. until she fixes these 100,000 grudges. Mm -hmm. And then we find out that one of those reincarnations at this point is Kongbei. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why he's had this burden his whole life, why mm-hmm. people can't touch him or they start telling him all their fucking secrets, mm-hmm. why he's never had a real family and anyone that was going to adopt him just, like, freaked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point in the pop-up bar, he helps her, he saves her, and then he passes out and the spirit, yeah. like, runs away. Um and then Gu Banjang comes, they find out, like, holy shit, is this who we think it is? Mm-hmm. And they take him to his house, they're feeding him, he's doing okay, but not great. And it's mostly just about protecting him at this point. Mm-hmm. Solving the final case and getting things squared away and getting this burden off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me see what else happens here. Yeah, so this is where, uh, so Wolju realizes after, like, Kangbe saves her, and then mm-hmm. Wolju tells uh, Banjang like, mm-hmm. so I didn't tell you something. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, he had no idea about a kid. Yeah. Um, I think also, at some point, um, they are able to separate, oh, yeah, um, Kangbe like pushes the like evil sun spirit out mm, of mm-hmm, death. Mm-hmm. So they're now separate again. Kribanjong takes the death guy back to the afterlife mm-hmm. and he says, like, um, I'll help you out. You um I'll be your fine I'll be like your one hundred thousandth grudge mm-hmm. to settle. Like bring my son back so that he can we can like talk and he can be punished correctly. Yeah, he's like, I wanna apologize for not <sighs> being a present father and he feels like it's it's his he's the reason why his son turned out the way he turned out basically yeah. um so they're like okay so it's kind of like killing a bunch of birds with one stone mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and um basically yeah they're just like kangbe take care of yourself like we'll try to figure this out and the evil spirit kind of does like a switcheroo <laughs> situation mm-hmm. where he makes um, Kangbe think that his, you know, Wolju and Kuibanjang are in trouble, but they're actually not. And so, like, he decides, like, his revenge will be to, because once he realizes that Kangbe is their son, he realizes, like, oh, I'll just take him out. And mm-hmm. that will cause them, like, the most the amount most of time. grief. Mm-hmm. And so they end up, like, having the final showdown i like how yorin shows up and is like i can fight these people mm-hmm, all the um, spirits yeah but yeah so i don't know if you want to get into like all the stuff that happens in the warehouse but um yeah so he takes him he gives him the drink so he can uh-huh. go into his dream and he basically has him at that spiral staircase and uh-huh. wants to throw Kongbei into it because you're basically fucked if you fall down there. Yeah, you're like um, lost in your own subconscious, I guess. Yes. And so um, she ends up going in there also. 
she is actually I think what happens before is they're also fighting with him. Uh-huh. She's fighting with him, and so is uh, Gu Banjang. Mm-hmm. And he stabs him with a pole, like a broken pipe or something. Uh-huh. But then the evil spirit uses his own, like, I don't know what the fuck it's called. I don't know what kind of weapon that would be called. <laughs> like the, the weird weapon. Yeah, the weird thing. weapon that Gu Banjang uh-huh. always has with him. Um, he's throwing it at Wolju, mm-hmm. and... Gu Banjang gets in between, he gets stabbed, and mm-hmm. seemingly looks like he dies. Uh-huh. And then at that point, like, she has nothing else she can do except try to save Kongbei. Uh-huh. So she goes into the dream, and she tries to stop them from what's about to happen. She kind of, like, freezes everything, basically. That guy uh-huh. can't move. Because she's in she... control of the dream. Yes. Yes. And so she gets him away from Kongbei. But then... um, he gets pushed down. And how does she how does she start to fall in? I think does he what grab happens her? is yeah, so like he like is able, I guess, through his sheer hatred of <laughs> everyone, like he overpowers her magic and they like have a like he lunges at her and That's like right. he ends up falling. Mm-hmm. And she starts to fall too. She starts to fall, but Kong they grabs her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's not strong enough to be able to pull her up, but he's trying and she's telling him, like, I'm going to let go. Mm-hmm. Just let me do this so uh-huh. you can live. Oh, so and it's sad. very sad. He, like, doesn't want his mom to go because he mm-hmm. knows now that she's his mom. He's very, very sad. And she slowly falls down that spiral. Uh-huh. Um, and then that's it for a while. Mm-hmm. And Kang Bae's just like, Back at work, but also he's having uh, really bad issues, too, like, with his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, seeing people now, right? If he, like, looks at people. I think that got resolved. He was having that in, like, the last episode, I think. Okay, okay. So I think at this point um, it's resolved. But, oh, no, maybe it was earlier on. So, like, after Wolju, like, falls, I think everything is, like kind of closed up mm-hmm. for him um and i think they kind of do like a fake out like he's still wearing the sunglasses mm-hmm. i couldn't figure out because in the show they're like he says he has a really bad like eye infection yeah and so that's why he's wearing the sunglasses but i couldn't tell if that was just like an excuse for him or if that know. was the truth because because he seems like relieved when she when Yorin takes off his sunglasses to yeah. look at him and he's like what it was there this morning yeah what? so I, that's kind of weird I couldn't figure that yeah. out yeah um, um but yes so he's like sad he's bummed but he's like trying to live his best life in honor of like the sacrifices that mm-hmm. Kui Dong and Wolju made for him and just like being able to like be in a happy relationship um, and then we see Wolju has been saved. <laughs> they found mm-hmm. her. Um, and she goes to, like, the devil lady or whatever, and she's like, you did it. Like, congratulations. Um, you were able, your, like, final grudge was settling, like, Kong Bae's mm-hmm. grudge or whatever. And, like, she doesn't have to go to hell anymore because... <laughs> of whatever i guess they were just like y'all have been through a lot you <laughs> helped like 
yeah whatever take care of the evil spirit so i guess that contract to going to hell doesn't apply to anyone anymore um (laughs) but they're like okay what do you want to be reincarnated as like you can be reincarnated as like anything you want and she's like i just want to go back Mm-hmm. to like the living world and she's like okay and then she's like well i have a partner for you mm-hmm. and then guifan john comes in and again mm-hmm. it's like i don't know how but yay <laughs> yeah that, that's another thing they don't explain so with that i'm with that one reviewer where it's like uh-huh. plot holes yeah, yeah that that um, makes sense yeah that's another one where i'm like i'm just so happy they're together like i kind of don't really care <laughs> like um, yeah I mean, I, it's all imaginary anyway, so yeah, it's all fucking magical. Yeah, just like use whatever thing you come up with in your head to make mm-hmm. you feel better about this. Make situation. it make sense. Yeah. Um. So anyway, they like open the pop up bar. Kangbe sees them, and they're just like a little happy family. Mm-hmm. End of the series. Yay! Yeah. So um. Yeah, Alex and I had this discussion because, like we said, it's very similar to Hotel de Luna, mm-hmm. except spoilers for Hotel de Luna. At the end, like they follow Hotel de Luna follows the rules of like mm-hmm. what her... what what was supposed to happen. Yes, and I think Alex said like this is how Hotel de Luna should have ended, where like <laughs> she just gets to live a normal life with Guchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, they have to wait until they're reincarnated again. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I was happy. Like, I just, I just want to see them be happy together. <laughs> yeah, especially I think because like you start to fall in love with these characters, mm-hmm. and you're invested in them, and you want them to be together. Mm-hmm. And the thought of them being reincarnated and like living different lives just isn't very exciting. Yeah, it's just like, uh, and it just seems it you have seems to wait so, again. <laughs> yeah, and it seems so weird for like people that are reincarnated to somehow meet each other again and fall in love with each other again like i don't yeah. think the point of reincarnation is to be with the same person <laughs> you were with before yeah even if like they're different and they don't remember uh-huh. their past life like that'll make no sense to me how you're gonna end up with the same person every single time yeah so it, it was always weird in hotel de luna that like they just re-meet or like in goblin uh-huh. goblin meets the girl like i don't know it's yeah weird Stuff yeah. like that is unusual. Yeah, I know there is, like, a thing in the... I don't know if it's just Korean culture, but whatever. Um, or it's like, oh, we're, like, so fated to be together. That, like, mm-hmm. our souls are so connected that every time mm-hmm. we reincarnate, like, I'll find you again. Because mm-hmm. whatever. But, yeah, I... It's a little g- bit of a gray area. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, it's also interesting that, like... <laughs> people of a race are always reincarnated in that same race yeah there's like the korean like, afterlife there's yeah um, like, <laughs> whatever. i guess i'll never be reincarnated as a korean uh-huh or i don't know i don't fucking know yeah hopefully i don't know not reincarnated <laughs> as a dumb beetle <laughs> like yeah one. we all have our own like reincarnation countries and uh-huh. within each country is its own afterlife government yes. <laughs> very interesting yeah um but steve jobs works for the korean one so i don't yeah. know he, he didn't want to be in the u.s anymore i guess, I guess he not traveled overseas um 
Yes. Okay. Well, I have a few awards just we can go through really quickly. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't put these post these on Twitter because I forgot. But um, when we first like announced that we were going to do this drama, I asked people like what their favorite parts were. And basically everyone was like the part where Kung is like, Mom, don't leave me. Just like mm-hmm. oh, tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone also said like the chicken scene, <laughs> which I also <laughs> thought was funny. Um, but our awards are favorite character. That is Lumen. Okay. <laughs> uh, favorite character. Okay. I'm going to say Kongbei. Kongbei? Okay. Yeah, because he's like super sweet. He has a great heart. Mm-hmm. He's willing to help anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good moral compass. Yes. And even though he's had like a shitty life. He still cares about other people and, like, he hasn't let that, um, I guess, kind of dampen his spirit and make mm-hmm. him a mean person or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I. it's hard for me to pick between, like, the main three because, mm-hmm. like, there are some parts, like, I love Wolji's style. I love how, like, uh sassy she is mm-hmm. i guess like she doesn't take shit from anyone yeah but sometimes i'm like you're being a little too mean like you need to yeah. like reel that in a little bit or or you're really not thinking things through mm-hmm. right now you're acting a little bit rash yeah um i also really like Gui Bonjong because he's also like kind of sweet and goofy mm-hmm. and it just like kind of looks out for everyone i guess i'll go with him but honestly like Depending on my mood, probably. I mm-hmm. could pick any of the the big three. <laughs> um, okay, most interesting customer slash story. Hmm. I'll let you go first. Um, okay, I used to... Interesting is hard. I guess, like, um, interesting would probably be, like, the lady who, like, adopted that girl because mm-hmm. she like told mm-hmm. lies <laughs> mm-hmm. um my favorite would probably be um hmm. i think my favorite would be like yorin's where they're like doing girls night out basically mm-hmm. to try to okay like, the um, cinnabar yeah um i think i'll go with the the woman who took care of the baby mm-hmm because that one was the second episode, and that was the episode where I was like, damn, okay. <laughs> I'll watch more of this show. It's fucking crazy. Uh-huh. Um, and that just, I felt like that had a lot of twists and turns in terms of, in terms of what was happening mm-hmm. at that time. And like, I don't know, crazy, yeah, crazy shit. Crazy. Um, okay. And your favorite scene or just moment? From the um, favorite scene. I'm gonna go with the end of episode twelve when Kong Bei is just kind of walking and he's a little bummed out, mm-hmm. and then he notices the big red beautiful pop up bar. Mm-hmm. He's just like the fuck, and he opens the door and it's just like any other day where they're cooking and kind of bickering uh-huh. with each other. He's just like, what is happening right now? And it's just like really sweet when he realizes like, oh my god, they're here. Like, yeah, they're here to stay. And this is essentially my mom and dad uh-huh very oh, sweet yeah we kind of skipped over the part where like they go into kangbe's like dream when oh he's, like, yeah recovering mm-hmm. and they're acting like you know a family, a family. yeah that's cute 
Um, yeah, I really, I guess the most like affecting moment was when, you know, Kangbe or Wolju falls and like they have that like, I, you didn't drop me. I let go. Mm-hmm. Like, don't feel bad. Um, mm-hmm. But then, yeah, just seeing them all together at the end is just the best, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, those are mine. Um, okay. Do we have anything else? Just great fashion across the board from Wolju. Yes. I don't have any, like, particular standout looks, but basically, like, every episode... She looked her great. outfits were amazing. Yes, and her lipstick was just mm-hmm. like on point always. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Just a, again, great looking show. Mm-hmm. Fun characters. Yeah. Um, definitely recommend. It, I think it's an easy watch. To be honest, yeah. like mm-hmm. fucking Beyond Evil was not an easy watch. <laughs> it was like no stressful. Very good, but very stressful. Yeah. Yes. This has. A good mix of, like, crazy, stressful, sad, funny. It's got mm-hmm. a little bit of everything. Yeah. A little shorty. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I guess that's it. Oh, do we... Have we committed to doing... What's that one called? <laughs> crash Landing on You? Yes, Crash Landing on You. I'm cool with that. Okay, so... Our next drama is going to be Crash Landing on You, but we're going to separate it into part one and part two because it's really fucking long. So uh, January, sometime at the end of January, we'll we'll have our part one reaction. So we'll introduce the drama um, and do like, I guess, the first eight. I think it's an it's a 16 episode show, but the episodes are really long. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll do the first eight in January and then the next eight in February. February. Cool. Um, so stay tuned for that. Email us or tweet us any like questions or your favorite parts from the show without being too spoilery. Mm-hmm. And um, also... Have you watched that one? I have not. My okay. mom has been like, you need to watch this one. Like, <laughs> everyone really likes it. So also... Um, apparently it might be, it might have a, an American remake coming soon. I don't know how that works. So. I don't know either, but let's <laughs> watch the Korean one and we'll see okay. what happens. How it could possibly be uh-huh. Americanized. Yes. Um, so yeah, so check that out. And then on Patreon for the month of December, Jill and I are getting ready to record a little Christmas slash holiday winter time. Mm-hmm. little mini so check that out uh rate and review the podcast five stars please <laughs> and i think that's it yeah. yeah all right talk to y'all later yes goodbye Bye.